0: Hello
1: and welcome to
0: Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, commanders. Greetings, commanders. commanders. A show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite Four, known as Elite Dangerous, and
2: the fantastic community that surrounds it. Broadcast from an and hosted by a band
0: of teams. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast, two hours long, transmitting to every corner of the galaxy.
4: Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 421 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defiah, uh Chief Archivist of Lave Radio, otherwise known as Colin Ford. And joining me in the Orange Sidewinder bar for this episode is the ever-faithful um, Head of Health and Safety, Commander Ed Levice, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward.
2: Need more alpaca in there. Uh,
4: in addition to that, we have our <laughs> SRV Banksy and weather measurer. Uh, that's the commander,
1: Alec Turner. Hello, hello. Where did this weather measurer thing come from?
5: Um,
4: basically, you were, just, you were demonstrating to the world the amount of snow it takes to make London grind to a halt. Ah, right. Gotcha. I understand. Yeah. Thank you. To to which anybody north of uh, Stafford just went. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah we
4: we had a, a wee bit of snow up north just a wee bit of uh yeah. snow yes um <laughs> now for those of you who um might be quite observant we don't have a commander side with us this week she's off with a covid she's <laughs> they've managed to avoid covid all this time and um yeah she's off with the covid so uh hopefully get well soon uh Commander Psykit, we will hopefully have you back on uh, on soon enough. So, to make up for the lack of a Commander Psykit, we do have a brother, sab- Sabathius?
2: Call him Sab, it's easier, Colin. Yes.
4: Good evening. Good evening, and uh, welcome along to, to Lave Radio. This is your first time here, isn't it?
6: It is, yeah, first time on. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, th- thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's going to be fun. Excellent. Can I, can uh, I ask Sab one very obvious first question?
2: Are you a real brother? Are you a monk, or are you in any way related, um, religious, etc.?
6: Right. Uh, no. For so, so those of us who may or may not know, no. The, well, the, the very very brief um, origin story is that um, Brother Sabathius comes from Warhammer 40k, uh, uh, coming definitely. from a uh, an NPC chatter line from a PlayStation One game of Space Hulk. Because uh, one of the one of the characters there was called Sabathius, so uh, when when I was jo- on the way back from Distant Worlds, and I was joining a, an in-game faction that was they were they were like a uh, a theo- theocracy, so religious RP kind of group. Uh, we worshipped the Void. Um, I, I so I was thinking of a commander name for it, and I thought, oh, Brother Sabathius. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. That, that that's a good sounding name for a, a religious group. So. That's what, That's how Brother Sir Matthews
4: was born. Because yeah, we do have a genuine priest who does streaming on uh, <laughs> Elite Dangerous, and I can't mm-hmm. remember what his name is. is or old. Old, uh, Father Bill. That yeah. would be Father, Father Bill. Bill. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
6: Father- there, are, there,
2: are, there are several genuine religious types in the Elite Dangerous community, as there are several of every type in in the Elite, Danger- in the Elite Dangerous community. And, of course, yeah. we welcome and love them all. Indeed.
4: Indeed. Yes, and there was me thinking he was he was just uh, doing a, a neo impersonation, but it just turns out to be the, the uniform. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because cause he always because uh, Father Bill always streams in VR. You see, so you'd had the had you know, the full headset on, and you know with that get up, you were there thinking, yep yeah, okay, and, uh, wrong way to jump. Anyway, um, so if you wish, you can join us live. We where are we hanging out in Ben game? Uh, endgame Ben uh,
2: I, I'm actually currently winging my way from Thargoidville down to Lave Town
4: yes, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll touch on that later won't we so if you, if you want to join us you can grab hold of Ben at Lave there's bound to be other people you
2: can only grab hold of me if you bought me dinner first <laughs> and you won't be able to do that at the station bar either because they don't have a bloody drink still
4: Okay, and chill. We've talked about this before. Take a deep breath. And... I'm
2: Scottish. I've got a reputation to live up to. <laughs> uh,
4: yes, yeah, so if you can't join uh, Ben in game, you can always join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com/slash live. Click on the live chat, or you can go straight to twitch.tv/slash Or We're live on YouTube, we're live on Facebook, and we're live on Twitter. For how long? I have no idea. So, um, let's go around uh, the crew, see what they've been up to for the last week or so, because it's been a couple of weeks since
1: I I was here. So, we'll we'll start with Alec first. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm I'm sure everyone will be wanting a quick Christmas tree update. So, it has now been inside for five days, and none of the needles have fallen off yet. So, um, I shall keep people posted from week to week. So far, so good. (laughs) what else have we been up to? We had our um, office works office Christmas party, um, which we always do try and do something these days, something interesting as well as drinking and eating. So we went on a guided tour of Tower Bridge, which was absolutely fascinating. Um, Yeah, good, uh, highly recommended tourist trip, actually, especially you can get get a good guide. I forget the name of ours, but he he was really interesting and took us around the engine rooms and, all the way up to the top and across the bridge, and yes, good. Um, yeah. Did you manage to raise the bridge though? <laughs> we did not. No, we Aww. did not. It's, um, I did. Uh, yeah, I, I, I saw the lever that you pull, but um, unfortunately, did you, did you it was go locked. into
2: the room with the with the lever?
1: We went. We had a guided tour of the engine rooms as part of it, which is the old Victorian steam powered room, mm-hmm. and I saw the room with the electronic lever, but um, it was locked, unfortunately. Uh, okay. In-game, I have been doing <laughs> what I think Tocoso describes as war voyeurism, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Go on. Well, just looking at stuff still. I mean, I have done some scout um, combat, and I've done some rescue missions, but I should say this very quietly, because I do love it all. It's brilliant, but it, I do find it gets a bit repetitive for me after room one or two sessions of each of those. Mm. Um, and I prefer going around looking at things. And my, my recommendations this week are Cunningham Depot in HIP 25679, which is nicely daylit at the moment and has um, lots of geodomes that are on fire mm-hmm. and looks absolutely spectacular. And really interesting, I never knew this, if you look really closely inside the geodomes, there are actually... Um, uh, what are they called? Drones inside. What? Yes.
2: I was yeah. hoping you were going to say there were screaming bodies running around on <laughs> the <trees.
1: laughs> No, there's drones, and they remind me exactly of little Huey in um, Silent Running tending these burning trees. I actually felt quite sorry for the drone. Oh, um, no. and My my other recommendation for, for for the war war voyeurists out there is Evan's Palace in the <laughs> inappropriately named War Nuns system. Um, not nun war but war nuns war nun yep. um, well, we're back to Warhammer again then aren't we <laughs> it's one of those big circular surface ports but it's shut down so it's it's sort of interesting to look at no,
2: it's not like war anyway so that's okay
1: all it's lights are off, all it's landing yeah. pads are shut down, it's all covered in caustic damage and it's quite spectacular mm. slowly melting into the ground yeah that's, <laughs> good. that's, that's me
4: Excellent. Um, OK, then, Ben, uh, what have you been up to?
3: Um,
2: real life, my daughter's poorly, so I've been looking after her a wee bitty and things like that. Um, work-wise, no one really gives a shit about. Um, <laughs> apart from my boss, and he, he doesn't listen to the show, so that doesn't matter. At <laughs> As far as I'm aware, he doesn't listen to the show, so that find, hopefully doesn't matter. <laughs> I found out my ex boss
4: lived to listen to this show, and I was very, very glad I never said anything unprofessional. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> oh. Um, In game, I've been doing a combination of the war porn, like Alec,
4: and uh, war porn. Oh, lovely. Okay.
2: <laughs> um, and um, basically rescuing the innocent from Burning Bases
3: because
2: mm. um, yeah, as everyone knows I do have an opinion in the in the Who Shot First side of this and you know I, I'll, I'll you know, I am a human believe it or not and I will support humanity in these things but I don't really want to my, my character doesn't really want to do more to provoke the situation than is necessary. I, I think that's the right way to say it.
4: Um. <laughs> and as we were discussing last night, Ben, I think you and us as Pebbles, are, it's too late for us to vote. Well, yeah.
2: It might be too late for us to yeah, vote, but I still don't... In this avalanche have to, of... Yeah, I still, I still don't have to actively go around going hee <laughs> against, you know, Cyclops and so on. Um. Does
4: that make Alec the Bendover of war porn? Why is
1: Bendover some kind of war correspondent? Bendover and his missus—I'm I, I, not quick enough to think of her. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, need, we need the writers of um, <laughs> doctors. <laughs> yeah, we need something
4: to put that back. Okay, um, Sabathius, welcome to Live Radio, Um People who don't know who you are or what you do, give them give them a a, a brief introduction to to your good self. Oh um Well,
6: I I I began um, streaming Elite about three and a half three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, basically with Distant Worlds Two, I decided I would stream the trip and see if anybody wanted to watch. Um, three and a half years later, yeah. Um, uh, and 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 we were now made. Uh, Twitch partner and uh, from uh, Elite partner, um, and things have gone way beyond what I ever expected it to ever become. So, so here I am, and I am going to trying to make the best of it. Uh, so, as so other, otherwise, I, I've played the game since since it released in twenty fourteen. Uh, I've done a bit of kind of a bit of everything. Uh, I don't I don't like to can you know focus too much on one thing at any one time um, so i don't get bored with it uh, but, but my 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 two favorite things at the moment are thargoid combat and the thargoid war history in general and uh the ground ground gameplay uh, that that i've i've been really enjoying
4: excellent uh, And I just looked up on my list of people who I follow, and I do follow you, actually. And I never realized that I followed you on Twitch. Ah. (laughs) I was there thinking, oh, hang on, the name sounds familiar, but there we go. Um, Mm. Right, and uh, you've been streaming much. I take it you've Mm. been fully involved uh, in the various battles that have been happening this week.
6: Oh yes, there's been there's been much fighting to be had, but I've I've also been doing some of the humanitarian missions, so
5: mm-hmm.
6: um, shipping out plenty of um, escape pods and uh, bringing supplies, testing out ship builds for that, um, seeing what I can get away with. I discovered I couldn't quite get away with a Type Nine. <laughs> um, it, it was it was very tankily built for a Type Nine, but a Basilisk was too much. Um, and it died horribly on the way back into on the way back in to bring some supplies in, so um, uh, due to a hyperdiction. So so it needs to be a bit stronger and I need to change my tactics to try and get away from that if I'm going to use the Type 9. Um, Python's good, though.
5: Excellent.
4: Excellent. Um, right, well, um, I think Oh, let's just quickly touch on, on what I've been up to. Obviously, last week I couldn't take part in the show because I was stuck on a train um from uh, Edinburgh to, to Manchester for far too long and was absolutely knackered by the time I get back. Uh and I'm also <laughs> I'm also quite knackered tonight because um I made the fit what I do every day is I cycle into Manchester and back from where I am. And so it's an eight mile trip into Manchester and eight miles back. And let me just say that if you forget your keys to the office, and you're the only one in the office, you've got no choice but to cycle back, pick up the keys, and then cycle back into work again. So I'm I'm a little knackered after doing 32 miles in one day. Oh, dear. I know. Uh, I'm surprised that I was actually able to do it. Um and as far I'm as
2: Colin, I'm surprised you were as mental enough to do it. But what any sane person would have done would be like, "Oh bollocks, gone back home and then stayed there."
4: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was a, a slight problem that there was something I needed in the office at the time. No, yes, so 30... that's that's the most I have ever cycled in one day—32 miles. That's my that's my new record. And uh yeah I, I feel like I've got legs of jelly at the moment um, as far as far as in games concerned i have been I have been basically taking out bugs left right and center, and
2: um you murderer
4: yes, and uh rescuing people and also doing a top shift, which is is out now if you want to watch it. and um on top of that, yeah. Oh, and we even tried some multi-korea against the Bugs last night, Ben, and um, it didn't go well. Uh, So far, I think my total at the moment is I've lost because of 20 million credits in rebuys, and I think I've earned back about 6 million, so I'm 40 million down. (laughs) But to be honest, I don't care. Enjoying it far too much. I've got two billion in the bank. I've got enough rebuys. So let us move on from there onto the development news. And what have the devs said this week? Well, tons of stuff. Um, So there was one thing that happened on uh, the Wednesday after after we finished recording our show, which was the announcement for Bruce. Now, we're going to actually discuss that in detail later on in the show. Uh, but you can guarantee it was was a bit of a biggie. Um, so hold your horses on that one. We'll we'll talk about that later. But then, of course, um, there was also Elite Dangerous update fourteen point zero one, which came out on the Thursday, or on the seventh of, of December, rather. And yes, it had lots and lots of little fixes. And then they highlighted a few fixes which. Um, well, let's let's be honest, we were a bit surprised that there were some ongoing issues that uh, needed to be looked at. And uh yeah, it's uh, uh there was the bug about um the conflict zones not progressing. There's quite a lot of those. Um a lot of people were complaining about that. Uh, and some other states not progressing either. Um I don't know how much of an issue these bugs actually are considering what's happened this week. Um, does anybody, I mean, has anybody noticed any difference in performance or something with, or things like that with, uh, update 14 or oh, one? Um, I, I have noticed that it's generally a little bit
6: smoother on, uh, some of the ground bases. Uh, right. And in some of the so,
1: so it seems to have been a, a bit of an improvement again in the uh, game performance, which which was nice. Yeah, it's interesting actually because I, I think we commented on this last week that I think since the arrival of the Maelstroms, a lot of people actually haven't really been doing on foot combat. So although you know people are sort of talking about performance improvements from Update 14, and I, I think I saw some, we're not really <laughs> we're not really testing it by going to the ground bases. I think in a lot of cases. No, no, but you can you can certainly test it when you
4: go to a uh, a ground base which is under attack by the the because the uh, um, the uh, the frame rate certainly well, I've noticed a slight drop, not a huge amount, but there is an awful lot going on there. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah. quite it's quite interesting when you go down to one of
6: those. Um, I, I went down and uh, dismissed the ship, so I was there with just and an SRV... Uh, and then a Medusa arrived and um hovered hovered over the base Ooh, um, that was so waiting waiting for me, and then another one arrived oh two medusas okay. Uh, okay so they're just waiting we're just sitting there waiting for me to leave or to try and leave <laughs> um I got away with half a ship at least so oh. <laughs> but that was that was kind of intimidating having these things hovering over the over, hovering
4: overhead yeah. Yeah, that that was. Oh, I would love to have seen that on foot, because yeah, <laughs> these these huge ships, and there's you as a little tiny dot
1: on a little yeah. tiny dot. It's great. They usually turn up after a while, even at the abandoned bases actually. And if you're in the SRV, you're you're pretty safe. The scouts will spot you if you um, particularly if you shoot <laughs> shoot at them. But um, but generally you're pretty safe in the SRV to just to, um take a look. Yeah, I mean, I was, like as I said, I did a top shift, and was one of the
4: things that I did was land at an aban- uh, abandoned Odyssey settlement just to see what was there. And, of course, you only get about two or three minutes, and then the scouts all come in. I didn't know that at the time. I do now. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's been a, a couple of balancing things which have, have um, uh which have appeared, obviously they they overcooked the exobiology rank uh, with 14.0 so they've put in an adjustment so what's happened here is your exobiology data now earns you a lot more money however that also means that they've actually moved the rank marking, uh, the rank achievement markings to reflect that and well they don't want to take away your exobiology rankings. So the chances are you've been downgraded. Uh, well, if you manage to achieve a rank, you've probably been downgraded to zero. And that number will only start going up again once you've hit the new ranking for that rank, if you see what I mean. The new achievement for that rank. So I got a bit of a shock that my uh, all my exobiology data when I cashed it in basically did nothing to my rank at all, even though it should have shot it up a huge amount. So
1: I I was, did you miss the original gold rush then? Did you hand it in after, after this patch? Well, I'm on uh, um, the commander in question is taxonomist
4: at the moment. And I think she was something along the lines of 65% towards the next level. uh, And I logged in, and she's now taxonomist zero percent. so I've now got to earn enough credits to get back up to the new tax uh, taxonomous ranking before I start seeing that bar go up again. <laughs> uh, uh, that's, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> So, yeah, that's, that's what they've done for that. Apparently, you've not lost any money, you've not actually lost any progress, it's just that until you achieve the new ranking, you won't see any progress. Which, uh...
2: I mean, frankly, that's about as fair as I think they could do, really. Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah, yeah
2: okay, it. you know, they, they cocked up, we'll all pretend we're surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then they've rectified it in as honourable a way possible.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other little things to take on note is that you'll know who correctly receive data when you're interdicted by Thargoid scouts. Um, the authoress's shield has been rebalanced, and the payout was too high, apparently. They've, they've downed it to 30 million credits. We were looking for an authoress last night, but we weren't able to find one, which was a bit of a pain. Uh but yeah the known issues were uh were highlighted. It shows that mission boards were not loading as intended. Obviously the AC conflict zones around certain bases were failing to progress. A lot of people have actually highlighted the fact that AX conflict zones don't seem to progress uh either. Just standard ones. So that one all of a sudden's gone to the top of the list as well. Um uh, there's there's a carrier management jump issue and um invisible thargoids at surface settlements. That's um, terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And then there's there's this one, the phase time countdown counts down as weeks instead of days. <laughs> yes, that one's been a bit of a funny one. Uh I don't know whether that
1: one's fixed because I I haven't seen that number move yet. I guess not. It's on the known issues list, isn't it? Rather than on the yeah, yeah. yeah but there's a couple of these that they can they can actually fix in the uh, in the background sim. Oh, well,
4: yeah, of course. Yeah, but the uh, the AX conflict zones one. I think that one's probably going to need a client update. And if you don't get the conflict zone, uh, if you don't succeed in the conflict zone, you don't, obviously don't get the credit for it. And that doesn't contribute to the um, to the war progress. However, I have been reliably informed: just the mere fact that you are shooting Thargoids and killing scouts and interceptors that does count towards the war progress, regardless of whether or not you complete the conflict zone.
6: Well, that's something.
4: Yeah, yeah.
6: Uh, I, I wondered if that if that was going to be the case because um, I'd seen kind of confirmation in a in a chat earlier today that. Um, the the galaxy map does s- specifically state what helps and it is just kill Thargoid ships.
4: Yeah, it does. So, yeah, it's... Um, so, if you kill scouts in a conflict zone or if you just go into an unidentified signal source, you'll still get the same contribution to the war effort for shooting them.
1: Alec? Yeah, I haven't actually done a conflict zone. I was just thinking do you effectively get a sort of triple whammy? So can you, for example, take a mission to mm-hmm. kill 16 scouts and then take off and yep. take part in the conflict zone and so effectively get paid for the mission, get the bounties for the scouts, and get paid for completing the conflict zone? Yes, you can. Yes. Yes, yes that, uh, is, that is. Oh, go on, Ben.
2: Yeah, I, I, I do feel that the money you get... For doing the mission is paltry compared to the amount of money you get for actually just murdering the scouts. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. it's almost um, arbitrary whether you... It's, it's yeah. laughable. Yeah. Um, I saw a mission
4: to kill 55 scouts last week, uh, or earlier in the week, and the reward was
1: uh, half a million credits. Huh. You do get mats, though, to be fair. That's you can, a, yes, that's true. You, yeah. do, you can get mats for these missions. But and you pick the uh, missions wisely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm
4: uh yes the and they they still come under the the faction rules, so you can actually still build up your federal or imperial rank by running them so yeah, there's a hint for you Indeed. um overall everybody um what did you think to the to this minor patch uh start with Ben
2: it fixed a bug or two that's a good thing um didn't get particularly affected myself by the bugs, but mm-hmm. you know that doesn't mean a lot. Yep. Um, it's a bug fix. Yay! <laughs>
4: <laughs> Alec,
1: anything there that you you've you found? Yeah, useful? it was all right. I, I suspect the main motivation was to roll out the exobiology rank fix, which I guess had to be probably had to be a client side fix, and it was mm-hmm. just an opportunity to mm-hmm. throw in a bunch of bug fixes that. the we're sort of on the done list at the same time, maybe. Yeah, so, Bathias, What, what do you think?
6: Um, yeah, that was. Um, it, it was good. It came along, you know, pretty quickly as well. So, uh, yeah. um I think they were clearly very surprised by the effect of the adjustment to exobiology. I don't think they were expecting it to do what it did. Um, so, so it was good. It was came out quickly, and so now everybody knows where they knows where they're meant to be, and. Yeah. Um, and and that they adjusted the the war requirement as well
4: uh, around about the same time. Yeah, we. We'll, I mean, we're going to be talking about that later. So, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting little uh, discussion over that. Um, on the ninth, there was the Galnet News Roundup, which was it's always a laugh, laugh to read. Uh, basically, doom, doom, and doom from Paul. There, I think. Any, any highlights from the? Uh, from the Galnet update that you like, Ben?
2: Um, so I think there was one that kind of grabbed me, but nothing, The, one, the, the they weren't on par with him the other week. Um, oh. If I remember, you know, I, I remember reading these ones the other week and I was like, there was a few there that I was like, yeah, okay, I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, it's, okay, you've got exciting things like when the going gets tough, the tough get guns. It's like, yeah, he ain't wrong, but it just doesn't ring. it It doesn't ring as as. I'm sorry, Paul. I love you. You just went on form last week.
4: Yeah, there was there was actually. I can't remember what the film's got, but it's a Ruger Hauer film, which was was basically him being attacked by this this absolute uh, alien like monstrosity surprisingly enough, um, on the flooded streets of London. And um, the thing was, he had a partner, and all of a sudden, he'd been attacked by this thing, and he got obsessed about just wanting bigger guns. <laughs> it, if anybody Isn't can this remember, film
2: was set in the 80s, was it?
4: Uh, it was probably actually set in the 2000s, but made in the 80s. Yeah,
2: me, yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> I, can't, oh, I can't remember the game. The, the actual film name now which is and I'm kicking myself because it, it it was so over the top it was hilarious. But yeah, bigger guns everybody. Um right, so after the Galnet news we had our obviously our, our discovery scanner, which is effectively the the catch up from uh, what we're discuss, discussing now. Uh and then today well, starting on the thirteenth which is today uh we have the festive countdown now the festive countdown uh allows you to if you log in every day you will get a surprise from frontier um Ooh. These, yes now these could be uh extra arcs bonuses um or anything behind the cal- the calendar because we've we've got every day until the uh 24th, I think. Um, 25th. It is the 25th, is it? All right, okay, 25th. fair enough. Yeah. Um, now, there are a couple of conditions, obviously, that um, that you need to know about. Uh, the Festive Countdown um, is only available on live. So, obviously, Live Horizons and uh, Live Odyssey. Well, there isn't a Legacy Odyssey, so I'm afraid um, Legacy will not get these these rewards. Um, players must load into a game session. In other words, you've got to actually... There's no point just logging into the, the game. You've actually got to go into a game session and either open, private, or solo. Uh, and players who have not logged in in previous days, um, you don't have to log in on previous days to get, uh, to get the current day's award. You can just you can just log in and say day five, and you'll get day five's reward, but you won't get day one, two, three, fours, just to let you know. Uh, now, they did this last year, and, uh, yeah, at the end of the time, I was getting, last two days, I think I was getting 400, 500 arcs a day, which is always useful if you want some um, some decent merch. Anything that you're, they're hoping that you'll they've put in there, Ben?
2: I basically want to whinge because... It's over Christmas! I'm with my family! I'm not going to be playing your bloody video game! I'm sorry! <laughs> not,
1: yeah. even, no. not even a sneaky one at 11 o'clock at night. You've only no, got a like,
2: on in, I, haven't you? Log I, in and speak. Yeah, but I might be in the major- minority here, but I'm not going to be in a position to get onto my gaming rig over the Christmas period.
4: Mm. Yes. Yeah. So... Well, that's because you've got your gun to K's Um, or hidden town in Birmingham away from the family
2: yeah but I'm not the only person who goes off to mum and dad's or their kids for Christmas and things like that either Um, I wish they'd done it as a please come onto the forums and type in the code that we give you into your account panel and we'll give you the reward for the day (laughs) bless you (laughs) bless you Colin
4: there you go.
1: colin it's been um, hyperdicted.
2: <laughs> <Have I? laughs> it did sound, sound like it. That we should oh we have got a recording of that. <laughs> I bet we could turn that into a hyperdiction recording, couldn't we? <laughs> um so yeah, I think it's lovely that they're giving us a hundred credits or, or well a hundred arcs rather, or four hundred arcs or whatever. Yeah, that that's great. I just wish that we had the ability to log on to go onto the forums and make a note of the code code of the day rather than having to actually go onto our gaming rigs and try to play for, you know, even if it's just 30 seconds.
4: Yeah, I mean, I've got to log in on three different accounts in order to get all three for my... That's
2: actually, three you know, more I'll... than I'll be able to log in on.
4: <laughs> actually, there's four. I still haven't logged into the my... Um... Uh, my console account, which I tra- uh, transferred over.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh dear.
4: I'm going to have to try that at some point, see what happens.
2: Yeah. <laughs> DP Cat is wondering if you've got a cost. if your microphone has now got caustic damage. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: I, d- I take it people didn't hear the word Steam Deck in the middle of that sneeze, but never mind.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, if you want to buy me a Steam Deck, Colin... I will happily log on and collect my 400 arcs.
4: I, I, I think we we'll, we we need to get a Kickstarter going for that one. <laughs> Damn! do a try. Uh, if we start a live radio Patreon, then that's what we'll <laughs> put the money towards.
2: No, it is not.
4: <laughs> ben can only play Elite at his home. He can't play it on the move. If you want to help Ben. Please join our Patreon.
2: <laughs> Ironically enough, actually, last year I could do it because uh, last year I was using I, I was using Shadow. Um, oh
3: yeah, the Shadow
2: thing. So I had, but when Shadow basically went off and said, "Hey, you know what? Could you give us thirty quid a month instead of fifteen quid a month?" I said, uh, "No, no, I can't."
4: Um, <laughs> I can hear Psychic even through her COVID, COVID-restrained voice going. <laughs> Just shouting right now. I can or, read her <laughs> <laughs> croaking. My croaking, <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> croaking loudly. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, so,
2: yeah it, it's a good thing. I just wish that they would implement it via the forums or something that didn't require me to log in. <laughs>
4: Oh,
1: dear. Um, Alec, will you be taking advantage of this? And, uh, uh, is there anything that you're hoping to see? Well, I'm, i did, they've done this before. Isn't it just arcs every day? You sort of hinted that we wouldn't know what's behind the door, but don't we know exactly what's behind the door? Isn't it 100 uh, arcs, 200 arcs, 300 arcs, 400 arcs? I I've thought for some days you actually got ship skins, but it could be. Okay, maybe so maybe I've misremembered it. Or, or I'm... Misremembering it, to be honest. Um, I can't remember. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's nice. It, it's free stuff. You can't really complain. Yeah. I, I was going to complain, but I I don't want to enrage Psychic anymore, <laughs> so I'm going to keep my keep my other points to myself. Uh, Psyche Command-
2: should, should be in bed with uh, with some hot soup or something. Uh,
1: Commander
4: Mac Winston is telling me off. It's yes, it's arcs. It's always arcs. It's never ship skins. You should know better.
2: <laughs> I and mean, that's the good thing is the fact that it's arcs, and you can spend it on wherever you damn well please. Yes. Rather than having to go and buy, well, rather than being forced to have a Christmas jumper or something.
4: Yeah. Well, the, there was the Winking Cat stuff last year as well.
2: Yes. Which, yeah, that was awesome. Which was,
4: which was the flat cannons
1: that just did no damage but did very pretty explosions. Yeah. Oh, cool. So if you want arcs, you want Frontiers Advent Calendar, and if you want surprises, then you, what you need is Beetlejuice Advent Calendar.
2: Yes, agreed. Okay.
4: Yes,
1: that is that is something that we forgot to add in the show notes, and I think,
4: um, yeah, be, for those of you who who enjoy the artwork of uh, the one Commander Jude, um, you can go onto her YouTube channel and see um, her Advent calendar of the day until obviously until Christmas. So uh, we will we will uh, send a i I will actually personally put a link in the. Uh, in the show notes for our YouTube channels just for everybody to to go and go, oh, isn't she talented? Wish I could draw like that. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Oh, draw, paint, chalk, uh, use I charcoal a in very weird ways. Did.
2: In, in all ways.
4: Yeah. Anyway. Um, moving on from there. The in-game events. What has been happening this week? Well, <laughs> again, lots. Um, on the eighth uh, we'll touch on Galnet news first because on the eighth of December they said carnage wrought by further maelstroms. So basically, this was when the other three maelstroms arrived, uh, and basically there was a lot more violence and destruction all over the place on the bubble. Um, yes, it's it's had an, a knock-on effect in some ways. Which we'll touch on later, um the dar- and then on the thirteenth there was the darkest days where it exp- uh galnet explained people uh, various media outlets reaction to what happened with the kingfisher and uh, where one of the uh aforementioned uh press outlet uh releases said that um we had noticed that there were Thargoid... Uh, probes on board we hope that it was just a an idiot who thought it would be an interesting idea to take um, Thargoid probes with them to, to help communicate without him knowing him slash her knowing that actually any human ship with that kind of Thargoid technology is almost immediately attacked I thought that was well known information by now but you know never underestimate the the uh, <laughs> T? Whoopsie. Oh, whoopsie. See, the thing is, I didn't get your full audio. All I got was
1: the E, the T at the end, you see. And I was there going, T. Yeah. Alec? Yeah, Yeah. what I like about this story, actually, is um, I didn't go there myself, but I believe people found uh, when they went to the wreck, they they found Thargoid probes, didn't they, when they hacked Mm -hmm. open the escape hatches and things yes they did cargo hatches what i really like is you know arthur made a comment uh, months ago now i guess about you know nothing is nothing is there for no reason nothing's you know and i really like that this is a nice example of sort of reinforcing that that um yes those those Thargoid probes were meant to be there and they're part of the story and it's it's nice it's good good confirmation
4: um yeah, so uh, that was the darkest day. And that's all the Galnet news that we've had. However, we've had plenty of other news to keep us going. Um, obviously, the CG for the turreted enhanced AX uh, cannons, uh, that was completed a couple of weeks ago, and they've, they were made available um, to the rescue ships. Uh, the CG for the turreted enhanced AX missile racks has now been completed, and that will be available soon. We've, we've yet to hear. Now, um, have you had anybody had a chance to use the enhanced uh, AX uh, multi-cannons? I have, have, yeah. Uh, same um, here. So how, how are you finding them, brother? Uh, they, they were much more effective.
6: Uh, even if the damage number hasn't gone up much, Mm-hmm. The shot speed is so much higher that you hit more bullets, so you do way more damage than they would do in the uh, within the original versions. So, so yeah, they're they're actually a, a very good upgrade,
4: even if it, the damage number hasn't moved much. No, as, I think as the MMO people say, it's it's improved DPS. Yes, Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I've been using them. Uh, all weekend and uh, yeah, there are a vast improvement I've found over the original uh, AX turrets, which I have actually liked having. But these things have got to give you more daka daka to the minute. <laughs> oh <laughs> they yeah, they,
6: they they sound great as well, don't they?
4: Oh yeah, they actually sound. It always makes me. It always reminds me of the um, uh, of the the gun sounds when you're flying a Viper in Battlestar Galactica. That's that's what it sounds like. Oh yeah, to me. yeah. And uh, yeah, and do you, you do get that Battlestar Galactic vibe when you're flying around a, a station, defending it from Thargoids? It's, it's it's what I've wanted for in the Thargoid combat for ages, so uh, I'm I'm quite happy. Um, in other news, uh, HIP two three seven one six has been successfully defended. Yes, yes. Last night uh, we hit. <laughs> I am so scared to say anything about a purple bar and growth. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just I, I do not want to mention that at all. But I know, I know what's coming. Literally, um, effectively, um, that purple bar went all the way to the end. And <laughs> you know, write your own jokes.
2: Come oh, on, Colin, get write it. Your own.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and, yes, we were completely and utterly successful in um, repelling the Thargoids. That's obviously the second week we were, which we attempted that. And, yeah, it's um, it will go into post-Thargoid recovery for next week. Um, now, according to Inara, the two top pilots who did involved in this was um, Commander Enosh Curran, who, although he only had... Um, Thirteen scout kills and four interceptor kills managed to rescue. Get ready for this: seventeen thousand eight hundred twenty-six people.
2: That's impressive.
4: Mm. Yeah, that's a big number. That is that is a massive number. And then you compare it to Commander Raffalo, who got eight hundred and thirty scout kills, fifty-two interceptor kills. And still had time to rescue eight thousand four hundred nineteen people. The um, I would say, is more impressive. I I know the 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 fact fifty two
1: interceptor kills.
4: I can't get one, not by myself.
1: Yeah, I have no. tried. Yeah, those are good numbers, aren't they? Oh well, yeah, they they're, they're they're
6: an
4: acquired taste, shall we say? Yeah. Um, the total Inara stats, so obviously this is just the commanders who have logged into Inara. It's not the whole total, which would probably give us a better idea of how much is needed to, to kick the Thargoids out of a system. But um, there have been 27,255 Thargoid kills this week, uh, 215,962 900, 215, fifteen nine hundred two hundred and fifteen thousand nine hundred and sixty two rescues, and 52,364 tonnes of supplies delivered uh, into the system. That is a phenomenal amount. If I can even say phenomenal. (laughs) And then on top of that, the AXI have said that their next target, the the current target, is system HIP uh, 2485. Now, that's an alert. uh, So it's up to commanders to stop the, uh, the, uh, uh the authoress is there. Auth- authry? Is that a plural? Um, so mm. Uh,
6: yeah. On two zero four eight five. Uh, we, we got news not very long ago that that has now succeeded.
4: Oh, right. So that goes so we the- have, we have two successes this week. Excellent. Um, <laughs> which is, it's, that's great.
2: Obvious question, how many failures?
4: Oh, I've got stats on that later, Ben, don't worry. <laughs> so we will, we'll, just, we'll just come back to that. So that's one alert system saved and one invasion system saved so far.
1: So the alert system, that just goes back to being completely normal, presumably. It does. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if, it, if it's an alert system, it goes back to normal. If it's um,
4: controlled or invasion, it goes to post-Thargoid recovery, which is something we haven't seen yet. So there might be more gameplay assigned to that.
2: I think inevitable. that was that we found was interesting last night, wasn't it, Colin? That mm-hmm. a system where it's in alert status, you still can't disembark.
4: Yeah, that was interesting because I wanted to disembark it in the invasion system um, just to walk around and see what it, uh, what was happening in the bar and see if they've done anything, but they haven't done anything because you can't obviously get out your ship. Yeah. So yeah.
2: So, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, oh, could you imagine if you could go to the go to the places that in, are in alert and it's like that scene on Babylon Four? Where they're trying to evacuate the
4: station. <laughs> yeah, I got a sneaky mm. suspicion that would have been too much work for very little reward, to be honest. It probably
2: would have been, but my God, that would have been
1: amazing. Oh, it would be, it'd be great for the immersion, Ben. It'd be great yeah. for the immersion. Uh, Alec? Yeah, it's slightly off topic, but now's as good a time as any to raise it. I, you just reminded me of something. So, you know, we have these stations that are in total shutdown, the ones with the cross through them, so there's no landing yeah. pads what happens if that was the station where you last left your ship and then you're you jump back in and uh-huh. find that you're locked inside? Like, particularly, I was thinking, you know, the Coriolis, where the, the, the door's shut on the front. What happens if
4: that's where your ship is? Uh, apparently, your ship is transferred to the
1: nearest place which is available. Oh, uh, Okay boring sorry. I was just thinking how awesome <laughs> when you'd be, be this pitch black station and you put your lights on and the door shut and you're just clanging around inside Coriolis. It'd be awesome. So so basically what
4: you're saying is that you would want players to be completely trapped if they were yes. inside the, the control system and <laughs> out of the game so and yeah. completely and utterly unable to play.
2: I know what I would like and I know it's never going to happen. Cuz you imagine if we could go. Okay, you you wake up and you're there and you've been you've been left on the station uh, mm-hmm. cuz you didn't get out in time or whatever. Um but then you could go off and do an EVA, crank open the 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 hatch <laughs> and then fly out. <laughs>
4: yeah, you that's just what loved, I would like. You just want to use the leave radio second technician's wrench to slowly Pries open the 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 hatch, or or do one of those wrenching manoeuvres on a on a on a on a screw nut at the far far corner to open the thing manually
1: and then well, I, I was more gym.
2: thinking panel is cut, panel is down, but I'll yeah, accept yeah. some wrench action too.
1: Can you imagine getting out the art cutter and going around the entire <laughs> mail block? <floor? laughs> <metal> oh, <laughs> oh, wow.
3: so cool.
4: <laughs> and two hours later and how many power packs?
3: Yeah, you
4: know. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> you just someone imagine. would do it. Oh, <laughs> oh, someone would do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, a that's very,
2: the kind of gameplay I would do.
4: That's a very ascorbious thing to do, I think. <laughs> 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 that's the kind of thing that would do. Um, just to let everybody know, there are two current outstanding CGs. Um, one for the development of the enhanced fixed AX multi cannon uh, and the other one is the development of the enhanced fixed EX missile rack, which is the one I'm interested in, because my multi cannon's are good, thank you very much, and I just need better missiles, right, bigger so guns. Have we, have, have
2: we got the gimbaled ones
4: yet? Oh, uh, no, there never were gimbaled ones. It was either um, it was either fixed or it was turreted. You never got gimbaled. Uh,
2: do you think? Do you? I was going to say, do you think you'll
6: get gimbaled ones? Do do it's on know. the cards. Because uh, they were mentioned in Galnet, so I think one of the upcoming C- short CGs will be
4: Gimbaled ones. Mm. It'll be interesting to see, because they've never actually done Gimbaled weapons, any new Gimbaled weapons, for quite a while. Um, mm. When you think about it, all the Guardian weapons were either fixed or turreted, uh, and same with the AX weapons when they first came out. And incidentally, the turret, the Guardian turret weapons, they can only work in, in multi-crew, which is, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, that was interesting last night as well, wasn't it,
5: Colin?
4: Yeah, we tried to get Ben to do, take the role of the gunner co- to use my the those aforementioned turrets, and Ben couldn't work out the interface.
2: <laughs> which is true. Uh, I, it, it's It's weird. <laughs> uh, and then we found out that because I was in that role, even though I hadn't selected that role and gone into it, you couldn't.
4: Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, actually,
2: shields and things.
4: Uh, yeah, I couldn't. We got hit by a couple of um, caustic missiles, and I could see the hull going down, but I couldn't get hold of the decon limpets for some reason. They were disabled because Ben was was the crewman, and ah boom and another yeah. five billion five million credits thank you very much um so the whole war stat so far we've got 15 systems in alert plus 14 now we have 40 systems in invasion we have 108 systems which are lost we have five maelstroms and is it eight rescue ships uh i believe so
1: yeah yeah <laughs> no, i could go and count them there's only one we all get sent to, but, but there's seven more, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed that.
4: It just seemed that, oh, right, okay, there's a rescue ship 100 light years away. That doesn't seem too hard. Why are they, why are they sending me the one which is 200 light years away?
2: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I'm counting ten.
4: <laughs> Ooh, ten. Oh, ten. Oh, that's interesting, because we've got ten fingers, and the Thargo's only got eight ettles.
2: One, two, three, yeah, four,
4: and welcome to the um, Ben version of Sesame Street.
2: One, ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got you got Tarktor, Upsilon Aquarii, uh, Altair, Ross one Ross one twelve, Ellie. Um, I don't know where that one is. It can't actually. It's not actually coming up. Anti maybe Canwas. Um, either Arubia or N NEX something like that.
4: Yeah, I think it was ten there. Excellent. Now, forgive me for saying this because they touched on this in the live stream. Um, these ships here are our are, are equivalents of the maelstroms, because the Thargoids are going to try and take them out. Because they're like that; they're, they're like the kings on a on a chessboard. Once you've taken it out, it causes a whole load of
1: knock-on effects, and once they're lost, they're lost. So yeah there was a hint wasn't there that we'd have mm. to defend these mm. these rescue ships yeah. yeah
4: that's going to be interesting isn't it yeah
2: hopefully yeah, we'll yeah. have more yeah. luck with them than we do with the kingfisher
1: we didn't That'll have nice. any chance with the kingfisher that's the problem well. kingfisher was stuffed to the gills with Thargoid <laughs> probes so
2: <laughs> and what are these stuffed with uh Tasty
4: humans, soft on the inside, <laughs> crunchy on the outside. Hmm. Oh, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, right, let's have a look. Oh, last week we had a competition for um, these wonderful purple um, ship skins that uh, Frontier gave us. Uh, we have, how many packs, Ben, is it Ten. Uh, but we've got about ten, yeah. Yeah, we've got about ten. And so we put a competition, a spot the difference competition, where you had to uh, spot eight differences. Sorry, nine differences between. I, I, um, ignore it. That's
2: fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we
4: only had spot eight, but there were nine. Yes. Uh, so what we've gone and done is we've said anybody who spotted eight or more wins. Um, and uh, yes, so we'd like to congratulate Commander Iron Ass, Commander Kremen, uh, Commander Tear Time, uh, Commander Blade Runner UK, uh, Ray Higgins. Uh, you guys have all got um, have won prizes. If anybody else wants to try, uh, we still have prizes available. Uh, so uh,
2: can I can I go and do something, Colin? Certainly. Okay, the first person in Twitch who wants a pack, say something, say bananas now, and chat, and I will send you a, a chat, uh, a thing.
4: Wow. Um, wow. Oh, Of course, and it's then, a delay. It's a delay, isn't it? Okay, yeah, congratulations.
2: There we go. Boswell's got Boswell's got one. Congratulations, Boswell. <laughs> I will send that to you.
4: I think we should also send one to Zero Arcana just for being a dick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What I approve of that, mm. so congratulations, Boswell and Zero Arcana. I will send you both one. Yeah, <laughs> let me just go and make a note of that.
5: <laughs>
4: uh, yeah, the uh, yeah we will point out they are for 4.0 or live servers only. So, uh, <laughs> now everybody's just putting in bizarre things in there.
2: Too late.
4: Zero no, you... Arcana
2: was original, you're copying. <laughs>
4: Hardvox, Yes, well, okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> uh, no one's gone for the obvious. You know. I know,
2: I haven't seen, I've not seen any alpacas yet.
4: Yeah, I know. <laughs> there you go.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> right. Um, I think it's the, that time of the week again.
3: Score alert!
5: For your arms In the yeah, byway we-
4: Anyway, yeah, skins, uh, the store of Third. Well, everything is back from the previous year. So we've got the gold-end skins, not the gold skins. Uh, we have the chrome-ed skins, not the chrome skins. Uh, and I'm going to do this joke again anyway. Uh, hopefully, there'll be the Cobra Mark IV-ed instead of the Cobra Mark IV. <laughs> Sorry. Skins. Skin. <laughs> yes. Um, so... Yes, these are these are old favourites from previous years, where you can have your um, your lovely golden asp <laughs> or tungsten asp, or sorry, chromed asp fly about the galaxy. Um, they are amongst my favourite, and um, yeah, I, I normally get those if I hadn't already got them all. But um, in addition to. Them, in addition to that, there are plenty of festive cockpit decorations, which uh, make a return from last year, as are the festive skins, you know, the, the ones where your uh, ships can be covered in snow and, and other Christmassy-like uh, decorations, and the ever popular snowman, elf, and Christmas jumper packs, which are back for your on-foot commander. Nothing says warm, wonderful Christmas when you have been shot in the face by someone wearing a snowman outfit uh running around a, a conflict zone. So <laughs> you have plenty of things to um buy with your free arcs that you get from your from the gift uh gift shop. <laughs> um I, I, it's a daft question, this, but is anybody else going to be uh, getting these if you haven't got more already? Oh, I, I, I secretly want them to have a gold
6: scorpion skin because it will look like one of those ridiculously ot- ostentatious gold Humvees or something <laughs> that's parked outside Harrods.
1: You know. Yeah, I might have yeah. to get a Christmas jumper. I don't think I own a Christmas jumper.
2: If I had a Christmas jumper, I wanted to say Bah Humbug. <laughs>
6: <laughs> once, I once wanted to put my name badge at work as Bar Humbug, but it wouldn't let me. Aww.
4: Yeah, people are making requests for really uh, fleet carrier skins, snow-covered fleet carrier skins from Elvis Grimm in there.
3: <laughs> hmm.
4: I know what you mean about the gold-plated um, ridiculous cars, because we... <laughs> Surprisingly enough, when we were at Monaco this year, um, outside the main hotel, there was a, a gold-plated Senna. Oh no! I know. <laughs> it, the thing was, it's, the thing about Senna is it's got to be in red, and I think putting in any other colour, even if it's gold-plated, is just just a crime.
2: You know what you want, Colin? You want a gold-plated Skoda
4: or something? gold-plated adder. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the only ship skin I don't have that's in gold or chromed. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll gloss over that one and move on, I think. Um, (laughs) Yes, so, um, I think we'll go and take a break for some adverts and then we'll come back with our main discussion of this week.
3: (laughs) This is Lave Radio. Waiting for things to load. Waiting for things to load. Sitting in your chair. Waiting for things to load. Waiting for the manifest to update Playing old space games Waiting for things to load You just want to get out there and explore space See the galaxy Blaze your own trail but you're in your chair, waiting for things to load.
0: Wait no longer, Commander. Automated cargo drones will load cargo into your ship in no time. Automated cargo drones, available now in most starports. We all know what it's like. You're busy managing your settlement when suddenly the alarms go off. Oh no, not again. That's right! A commander with a Federation naval rank of Admiral, an Imperial King no less, has landed in a ship worth over 100 million credits and is killing all your staff while they look around for a 10 credit adhesive to glue an upgraded scope to their 100,000 credit assault rifle. They fly away with their super glue and you're left with a problem. How are you going to get your agricultural plant back up and running? How am I going to get my plant up and running? How are you going to find staff at short notice? <laughs> How am I going to find staff at short notice? How are you going to deal with all those bodies? There's bodies everywhere. I understand the carpet. Wonder no longer. Call Ari's Crime Scene Cleanup Services.
7: Hello, I'm Harry. Larry's mine. After a sudden increase in robberies and murders by commanders... Since 3307, I've gained valuable expertise in cleaning up bodies, recruiting new staff and restocking stationary lockers. Now you can benefit from my experience by signing up to our crime scene cleanup service subscription plan.
0: That's right. For only a small monthly fee when your settlement alarms are activated, our rapid response cleanup crew will be dispatched along with our patented Cadaver Scoop 150. The Cadaver Scoop 150 can be mounted to surface reconnaissance vehicles and skimmers to make tidying up your settlement a breeze. Wow. Well, the bodies are gone. Our recruitment team has potential new employees on standby across the galaxy, ready to fill your vacant roles in security, logistics, administration, processing, and more. I plan to operational again. Thanks, Aries Crime Scenes Cleanup Services. Aries Crime Scene Cleanup Services. We'll have your settlement as good as new before the next ship arrives. Kadammer Scoop 150 disposal bags sold separately Live Radio Broadcasting to every corner of the galaxy
5: Have you found yourself in a spot of bother with those Xenos messing up your backyard? Oh, why are there
0: Fargoids in my system?
5: Can't leave the house without fear of a hyperdiction?
0: Can't even get to work Not that they've noticed, because everything's on fire there too
5: of the amount of time it takes to scrub the caustic damage from those hard-to-reach places?
3: Oh,
0: fuck! fuck oh, it hurts! Fuck, oh.
5: Introducing Doctor Pope's caustic burn cream. Apply a few drops to the affected area and feel the euphoria of instant relief. After that, just wash the burn away.
0: It's like it was meant to happen.
5: It's so good you can even use it on your ships.
0: Thanks, Dr. Pope. My ship smells brand new.
5: Dr. Pope's Caustic Burn Cream, the miracle that can happen. Side effects may include dizziness, constipation, and itching sensation, worship of an obviously aggressive false deity, death, and loss of sense of smell. Should you experience any of these symptoms, please contact your doctor immediately. Not Dr. Pope, though, he's busy. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> and, and welcome back. Um, yes, and just remember, is he a real doctor? We don't know.
1: I <laughs> yeah, like that, Alec Turner. Warning, do not apply to genitals and balls. Does anyone remember the Amazon reviews for Veet? Yes. Oh, oh, yes. My God. Yes,
2: yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. oh, Jesus, yes, <laughs> Yes. Anyway, I was reminded of that. Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's enough to
4: On make the... you...
2: I was—I was thinking of those um, sugar-free jelly bears or whatever they were. What?
4: What? what? You, you tried to use them. You weren't much success.
2: Not—not not for that. But there was <laughs> there was reviews for for something along those lines as well, which were equally hilarious.
4: I, I think the other one was the um, wolf howling at a moon T-shirt. Where um it all of a sudden it became basically the best way to um to chat up women without magna pants. I remember so. that one. Ah. <laughs> it took on a life of its own, that. <laughs> it, did. it did. And yeah, i still it got did. mine <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so let's let's have a look at <clears throat> our main discussion this week. Um obviously there was something that was raised as part of uh, Update 14.01, which was a clarification by Bruce earlier in the week, where, um, let's, let's just say, the previous week um, didn't go very well for humanity. Uh, in the system that we were working on, which um, HIP, uh, what's it, 23 I can't. I can't even remember the one it was now. <laughs> it, we've saved it. It's out of the mind. Um, yeah, it's. We weren't doing very well. In fact, by the end of the week, it it would only reached forty percent, and everybody was getting very very tired. And then Bruce put this clarification out, saying that right. This is this clarification is to explain how this works. If you don't manage to achieve. Uh, if you, if you look at the time, well, first of all, if you look at the time, and that's how long the system's got before it goes to the next Thargoid stage. So we, we looked at that, and it had about seven weeks before it went to uh, from Thargoid invasion to Thargoid control. Um, and then what happened was that, uh, obviously, the first week passed, and we only hit... 40%. And everyone was expecting that 40% to to stay as it was. However, the clarification said, no, if you don't complete it by the server survey tick on Thursday, that's it. It resets to zero and you've got to start again. Now, as soon as that was released, everybody went a bit mental on the forums. Uh, and not just the forums either. There was um, Polygon articles and and stuff on massively uh, OP, all about how this has just gone and ruined everything. Um, now, obviously, this week uh, they've gone and changed what seems to be the target, and there was a there's a little sliver of information in the um, uh, in the. The Galnet on the eighth, explaining that now that there are more maelstroms, it means that got, the Thargoids have got to spread their forces out more to cover them, and so that means each individual system will become slightly easier, and that's why we managed to um, uh, kick the Thargoids out this year, this week. Um, I'm just going to go around the crew and and see what they think to the reaction that ha- that's been. Happening this week, and we'll we'll start with our guest today. Um, what do you think of the this this mechanic about the end of the week being reset?
6: Mm. Uh, well, ha- having had a good had a, had a time to have a good think about it, um, they have what what they've what they've done here is they they've hooked the war into essentially the BGS power play, mm-hmm. uh, which has a a weekly reset cycle. Yes, yeah. so so this might be. Um, a, a mechanic they have to follow. They have to do a weekly uh, reset on it. So they, they may not, it might be a technical thing. Um, however, um, it probably would have been a good idea to um, tell people that that's what was going to happen in the beginning so that then people know what they're playing. You know, so it's like, um, um, it would be like playing a game of Monopoly where you've got a house rule that every time you go, you pass go, you've got to pay the bank 200 pounds instead of them giving you 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but you only get told that rule when you get round to go.
4: <laughs>
6: so, <laughs> um, and you've already spent your 200 pounds. So, um, uh, yeah, I think if they explained that, what that, that would happen in the beginning to make sure everybody knew it mm, would have been would have led led to less surprise, yeah. But but I think it might be a way that it has to be done because it's linked into BGS.
4: Yeah. So yeah. So it's the you think it's to do with this? Well, the, the clearing out the server tick. Yeah.
6: Um. Yeah. Because you you've got the weekly maintenance every Thursday, which is effect, is effectively a weekly reset.
4: Hmm. Yeah. Um.
1: Alec. What's your opinion of, of what's happened? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, there's two parts to it, actually, two very clear parts to it. You know, there's the difficulty level, which, I, I mean, I basically said exactly this on last week's show. You know, there was no way Frontier were going to get the figures right off the bat. It, you know, we've not done anything like this in the game before. We've done similar things with CGs and stuff, but, but not all at war. So they had to pick a number out of thin hair, thin air for the, you know, the algorithms to decide how well we were going to do they were never going to get it right um and so in a sense they they did what they usually do which is to go very high and then start to wind it down and i I, that obviously contributed to the to the outcry because we weren't you know we were really struggling and not really getting anywhere um the reset i I just know i mean you, you don't really do that you don't take a week's hard effort and just throw it away. Not not so blatantly. I mean, what I would do, at the very least, is instead of resetting it to zero, reset it to twenty five percent of what you achieved, so that so that the perception is that your effort wasn't for nothing. Because yeah, because you do that, in, you do that in power play. Uh, in power play, every yeah every week,
4: your number of uh, tokens. That you have earned from the previous week is halved, and, Brilliant. There you go. and then yeah. halved again, and effectively it means that if you've got up to level three, you've only got half as much effort to do to maintain it. It's it's actually trying to get up the ranks where you really are grinding the grinding the uh, the postman pat simulator in order to to uh, move up. Who say a level four and a level five is absolutely ridiculous if you're just doing deliveries but um
1: yeah yeah I, I know what you mean yeah i just think i just think throwing it all away uh, particularly i mean the way it was phrased i mean I, co- I quite like it when bruce does this sometimes but sometimes he can be very plain in his words you know somebody asks a question and just goes nope it's reset what really yes back to zero you know it's it's really blunt and i think with 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 the whole thing with players were already struggling because because the numbers were set too high you know unsurprisingly set too high to right. then just have them come out and go no no, no we've thrown all your effort away <laughs> yeah it, it, it did cause an absolute stink didn't it? it 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 did um ben oh no your second point actually for well, that was it. I was just. My two points were, you know, the difficulty level, which was unsurprisingly yeah. too high, and they're now tuning it down, and I'm absolutely fine with that. But the reset, I. Mm, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, I'm with you on
4: that one. Uh, ben, what's your I, opinion? I,
2: I just want to ask you guys a question, I guess, more than having an opinion. Okay. Is. If you're doing the BGS, or if you're you're not actually actively trying to get up a rank in Postman Pat Simulator, but actually you're trying to actually play that game properly and manipulate the galaxy in power play, yeah. what happens to your previous weeks of effort then? Because I thought, you know, if you if you fail to take a station, don't you fail to take the station and you're back to stage zero? You're back to square one again. And you've got to go off and try and take the station next week instead.
4: That's effectively in, how it works, yeah. Yeah, and in so, power play, if you if you are trying to take over a uh, a system, uh, then it's basically you've got to get over a certain amount, uh, and also any team that's opposing you, you've got to get over their uh, their amount as well.
2: Right, so, and if you fail, or if one of you fails, then I'm assuming yeah if 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 you're you to, you're back to square zero again
4: yeah if if the in power play if the aggressor fails they're back to zero and um the next week you might have a completely different target mm-hmm. depending on on um what the what the rest of the the power play community has chosen to attack
2: So I can understand why let's say sake of argument groups like operation Ida who are used to we've got to fill these buckets kind of thing
1: mm-hmm
2: and that's an ongoing effort. Yes. I do understand why they got confused by all of a sudden switching to this BGS mechanic, except, essentially. Um, but people who are used to doing BGS things, I'm maybe less surprised that they got so upset about this. Um, um, uh, and, yeah. And what, what about normal anti-Xeno combat? I mean, I guess in the past it's never really mattered, has it?
5: No, just,
4: had, you
2: know, we, we want to kill bugs because it's fun.
4: Well, what's happened in the past is, is as Darren was saying on the on the uh, the stream, he was saying that uh, basically it was very much a, a hands on situation where they would actually place or put certain systems into an invasion state, uh, and you know, it was up to the there wasn't any spreading around effect, if you like. So, if, if, yeah. say for, it, it was, it was kept local to that system. So, an invasion that would keep on happening each time the more and more stations would get attacked until basically you could have the entire system on fire. But it wouldn't jump to the next system. It was all still kept pretty much to the one system. In this, uh, it's going to spread out. If we don't, if you, if if yeah. we don't act, then obviously the computer or the AI simulation will then decide. Right, okay, all these systems have not been, all my alert systems haven't been counter uh, countermanded. Okay. They are mine, and I will put, I'll I'll select this next row system to to go into alert, and it will keep on growing like that. And it's it's what the worrying thing about this is, is that I can see it growing exponentially. I hope so. so.
2: I frankly <laughs> I, I I mean I I made no I I've, I've not hidden this anywhere. I really really hope so.
4: <laughs> you want to watch the bubble bird. <laughs> I can't do to be honest. You basically want the battle of the line in front of earth, don't you? Yeah. And yeah, you've you been say watching. This,
2: you say this like it's a bad thing. But it was a bad thing. Not only for the humans who died.
4: <laughs> if, if, it, if we know if it wasn't for well, spoiler alert! If it wasn't for one certain commander, that's it. End of human race. Fine. And we don't have that certain commander with us in this game. <laughs> so you can feel yeah. the totally glow. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's <laughs> no. Ben is not veiling oh god help us <laughs> Maria, if he is
2: <laughs> you are the one <laughs> i'm the one yeah. who is taking the pace <laughs>
4: <Yeah. Alec. laughs> yeah, save, can...
1: save us quickly <laughs> i was just going to call out a couple of good comments from chat actually um archaim points out of course that part of the difference between this Thargoid War thing and and general BGS or power play is that, is that there is a f- fixed time limit. You know, we're told in, in the Thargoid War information window, we've got two weeks. Mm-hmm. So the natural assumption was, was that our effort would, you know, count for those two weeks and, and not get reset after mm. after one week and I, I think that's where it hurts and, yeah, and Matt Winston yeah. Matt Winston says that BGS does not reset to zero every week your BGS efforts accumulate until you succeed on the other side of the equation, fail. yes so
4: um, yeah it, I must admit this, this weekly reset has, has set the uh, cat amongst the pigeons I mean it's okay for this week because we've actually managed to to turn well two systems
1: this week. so you know, they might have got away with it if if they'd if they hadn't had to start with the numbers being wound at, you know high and then dial them down. Mm-hmm. If we'd done well in that first week, if we'd managed to you know save four systems, the fact that there was a reset, I think, might have gone largely unnoticed. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm not so sure about that. People would have worked it
4: out. I think. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I think the one issue that, um, I think, I know some people have had a, this this issue, and, and um, we have been asked by our our colleagues over <laughs> and and the other side of the Atlantic, the uh, redneck hillbilly, no, it so hillbilly redneck radio, otherwise known as glue screws. Oh, come on. If you heard of the, the theme tune to Chick Chat and you tell me it's not Hillbilly, yeah. Um, they're owning it. They're owning it. Um, <laughs> um, they would have preferred the first week to be actually being really, really easy. And basically, as more and more stargoids turn into maelstroms, things then
1: start to ramp up. I mean, how, how does that feel? i liked it I liked that theory a lot because that there had two things going for it i mean that the point was that um yeah, if they started easy, which you wouldn't normally do normally you because you can't give players things and then take it away, it doesn't go down well but it, but if they'd started easy, um they then had the story to help them wind it down, you know basically you know the second and third Stargoids could have hit a lot harder. Um, and, and nicely sort of story away the fact that the the numbers need to be made harder. Whereas the, the the situation we're currently in, which is a bit weird, is that as more and more stargoids arrive, the war effort is actually getting easier. Um, and that's really not the way it should play out. It, it just feels a bit off. So I think I think they have a good point in that instance. It's a bit late now, but <laughs> they they maybe should have started easy and then allowed the. You know the onslaught of additional Stargoids to wind the numbers up. Hey hey.
2: Yeah, Ben, I'm. I don't agree with Alec there. Yeah, okay. I think it's like I. I agree with what Frontier. I agree with what, what has happened and what Frontier has done. We've been basically. I, I was talking to Tracks earlier in the day, and I, I basically likened the scenario a bit to Poland getting invaded at the start of World War Two. You know, they got hit hit hard, they were running around on horses with sticks, and here comes the German army doing the fecking blitzkrieg. They didn't stand a bloody chance, they didn't know what to do, and they were, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit! And that's essentially what's happened to humanity. You know, we've, we've been dealing with these psychops, these and you know we can deal with the occasional one, all of a sudden we get a maelstrom coming in and we are, what the fuck? yeah, I'm not surprised we got our ass handed to us. Yeah. And we should have gotten our ass handed to us. And then later on, we'll get, you know, we'll, we'll get a bit of even flow as we learn what to do. And, you know, Frontier can push their the fingers on the buttons to, um, to sort of, um, you know, balance things out and so on. Um, but I am completely in favor of us getting our ass handed to us while we were... Running around like a load
6: of headless chickens, going "What's hit us?" Matthias. It's. Uh, I mean, go, going back to the uh, you know the the point about the the UI is a it was a, a perfectly reasonable read of the UI in game um, to look at it and say, "Oh, we've got so many weeks to fill this bar up." Mm-hmm. Um, so that you know that the the UI reading the way it does. Um, is, is kind of what made the re- reaction to the reset even worse because the impression that the uI gave was not correct um, so if they'd they explained that it was going to reset every week um, on the day of 14's release, then people wouldn't have been surprised, and they would have known oh right we 've got a week to do this um, so it, it it was it, was, uh, it felt a, a bit of an issue of the like the the
4: uI giving a False impression of what the rules were. Yeah, I, I quite understand that. I mean, uh, the the thing is that, and as far as the uh, the excuse that they've used that um, more maelstroms may mean it may it gets easier. It that that says to me mm-hmm. that we have been given that the Thargoids have a set amount of forces that are that are coming or have already arrived. And those forces were there just defending one Stargoid to start with, which is why it was so difficult. Now that we've got up to eight coming in, they've then got to obviously protect all of those those systems, so that means spreading their forces thinner. Uh, and yeah. therefore, yeah. I mean, when you, when you think about it in that way, then... Uh, yeah, it, it kind of makes sense, but you, you were kind of under the impression that each maelstrom brought its own armada with it, and each armada was the yeah. same.
6: Yeah, so, that, so that, that, would, that would be my impression, yeah. like yeah. You would have more Thargoids coming with each Thargoid, not less. Um, yeah. So, so I, I read that one as coders. As, um, oh, we've, we've adjusted the numbers slightly. We, we went a bit high to begin with. We've adjusted a bit. Mm-hmm. um but we i think we we're meant to be story wise we are not meant to be winning things in any big number at the moment we are meant to feel really under pressure um we are going to lose more systems um uh, and and that's how it's meant to be but i think they had in mind that we would at least be able to defend maybe two or three systems in the beginning um, yeah because we're going to need to get to a point where we got we can defend 12 or more every week um, in order to be able to push back.
4: Yeah, I mean, when you look at the statistics so far, I mean, what is it? It's um, 40. Even if we could save two systems, an alert system and an invasion every week, that still means that we would lose approximately 35 systems a week to invasion and yeah. at least another eight or nine systems move to invasion. And, yeah, potentially, yeah. You know, and that's only with these five star guys. So obviously, there's going to be a lot more systems when the other three arrive. Oh yeah. So, so so
6: as either we're going to get more number adjustment as the story progresses to represent, um, to represent us gaining capability, um, as well as having you know new some new tech coming along, whatever it's going to be. Um, and I think at some point we're going to be going into the maelstroms to do something in there. Uh, I think that's kind of the end game. Um, however long that's going to take. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that that's that's kind of where I see it going at the moment. But we I think we're, we're kind of we're still in the tuning phase a little bit at the minute, at the minute.
4: Well, we're well basically we we are the as Ben put it, we are we're the Polish cavalry wondering what the heck we're doing. The <laughs> yeah um yeah <laughs> and, but
6: yeah we we are meant we are meant to feel um very under pressure
4: yeah not to not to uh disarm the on, on the Polish cavalry because basically apparently they fought with a great deal of valor mm. and uh, when you look at some of the the yeah, historicals uh,
2: being being as respective as i can be Respectful? yeah that's you know, you can be as as, valor, as valorous and as honourable as you like. It ain't going to help you against the Panzer.
4: No, and I'm afraid that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, and then they had Stalin come coming from the backside, which you yeah,
2: know. <laughs> which again, everyone's going to be upset about that. I mm. think do we do we have to contractually say as well, uh, Loose Screw's opinion on the reset?
4: Yes. Go on.
2: Yes. Okay. You 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 want me to take that to you, Colin? Yes,
4: I do because I, I don't uh, actually okay. have it to hand at the
2: moment. Uh, 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 okay, then. In that case, then, and this is especially for any Frontier staffer who is listening. You know,
4: for some and, reason you know, they think that they listen to
2: us. Yeah. Um,
4: oh, and, 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 and that you also, enjoy quite a lot of self pleasure.
2: <laughs> uh, well, they they are they also think that as well, but that's another story.
3: Yes. Um, yes. Yeah.
2: So, you know, they, I, I did suggest we could tweet, well, we they could tweet it if they wanted, but um, Trax has summarized his verbose opinion on the reset to, the reset is dumb. <laughs>
1: um, covered.
2: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I just want to, you know, that is the Loose Screws podcast opinion <laughs> on the resets not necessarily live radios.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean the way that the, this reset works out it means we have approximately seven chances per system um of actually five chances now when you think about the end of end of this tick to to save as many to to save a system. Uh, and if you don't manage your to save that system in a week well sorry that's it you're back to zero. I mean uh, for the mechanics that I can see they've put in with with the weekly reset that uh, Brother Sabas, Sabathis has said, yeah, I can understand why they're doing it this way. But I must admit, I would have preferred it to be a little bit more difficult and not lose the reset. Do you see what I mean? Yeah.
6: yeah. It did surprise me that it turned out to be that way because, because of the impression that the UI gave. Uh, yeah. That I expected. All oh, right, we've got this number of weeks, and we've got to fill the bar up. You know, that was a completely logical reading of how it seemed to work. So, so I, I was then. I was surprised, as long as there was everybody else, that it turned out to be a a, a complete reset.
4: Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I'll I'll say <laughs> I'll, well, excuse me. I'll say one thing that um, uh, it. To be fair. Bruce did turn up later and said, listen, guys, you you are going to have to give us a little bit of time. This is the first time that we are running an event like this, and it is a, a galaxy-wide war. Um, he's unaware of any... Well, I mean, obviously stuff like e things like the ha- this happened in Eve and stuff like this, but this is the first time the Frontier have ever tried something like this. And they're going to need to to learn a couple of lessons. So I can think it was just asking for the community, just to calm it down. Let us try and balance it. Some of the mechanics, I don't think. I think we're like as always with with Frontier. There's always going to be mechanics where we're going, but really. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think it was just that the. the I think the, the main trigger was the fact that the, the Operation Ida just went, up no, that's it, not doing it. Mm. That that was the big trigger for a lot of people uh, when when that announcement went out. I
2: mean, I mean, they haven't sin- late on that, haven't
4: they? Yeah, since then, Operation Ida said, uh, actually, now that we can see that we're making significant progress, um, then uh, everybody back in it and everybody has got back in it and yeah it's it has been an absolute success over the last couple of weeks uh the last week especially because as you saw the people realize that it's possible and people were really surging to it i saw uh, a lot more communication in the chat window uh, there were people asking to wing up with me and other people all the time which i thought was great um when I looked at the Steam charts, the Steam charts were now up twenty percent on port before, on update thirteen. Uh, our our player levels on Steam are basically—you'd have to go back to the month after Odyssey was released to get player numbers
1: this high. So it's it's definitely worked, Alec. Yeah, I was going to say, add—it it does seem like the, the majority of players are kind of following the coordinated guidance you know b- because i've been jumping around all sorts of random systems just to look at stuff rather than to get involved when i do that i i rarely run into other players actually but when i go to the nominated you know these are the top three targets um that you know they're noticeably full so it, it does seem like the you know efforts to to uh coordinate efforts are, are working really well don't you think Mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean everybody's just following
4: the anti-xeno initiatives lead because well obviously if you want to fight thargoids
1: then the yes. I have got a lot more you know, experience I, I, but i've never had a strong sense of what proportion of elite dangerous players are you know like us in on the discords and following the forum and following the the socials sort of regularly um you know, and what proportion are really sort of largely oblivious to the to the world of discord? But it but it seems it seems from some pretty circumstantial evidence like most people are tuned in, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Incidentally, um, well, one of the
4: reasons we have uh, uh, c- brother uh, Sabathius on here is because um, people would like to know what you would recommend as a good anti xeno build i mean do you have yeah do you have a a build which you would wholeheartedly recommend
6: um yeah my my favorite uh favorite ship for the job is the alliance chieftain um oh, mainly keep because happy. <laughs> yeah mainly because i i just love the way it flies um for for this job it flies Perfectly for this job, um, with, with you know it, it will orbit around an interceptor without needing to keep boosting like a crate would. Um, it gives away a bit of firepower to the crate, but um, it more than makes up for it in its um, response to directional thrusters. So, so I, so I prefer that one um surprisingly and th- and, it, and it still surprises people even after a couple of years of doing this people come in and go oh what no shields and uh no indeed we we are often better off without shields when fighting particularly interceptors
4: oh um so then, by so the the level 6 shields the rated 6 shields with modifications um, are useless that i've
6: got um not useless. They, they will work, but it gives you extra things that you need to think about. Um, Any time the shield takes takes hits, it will start to recharge, um, and when it does that, it draws from your system capacitor. Mm-hmm. Now, if if that is complete, ends up completely drained. Um, now you can't fire a heatsink, or you couldn't use the shutdown neutralizer uh, just when you might need it, because the shield is trying to recharge from that capacitor. Gotcha. Um, and if you have to put pips into engines and weapons, um, that, will, that one will drain really, really fast. So that's, that's one reason why we tend not to put a shield on. Oh, um, okay. The other one is that it, it allows the ship to run a bit cooler, because uh, when, w- uh, when you are particularly fighting interceptors, although this works on scouts as well, um, if you can stay very cold, uh, they can't lock their weapons on you. Um, And and, and if you're moving at the time, you're not sitting still, then they will fire at where you are and not where you're going to be. Um, So they will miss their shot and you don't take damage, but you can still hit them. So, um, you know, uh, and you can also use uh, tricks like going silent running um, to quickly become essentially invisible to them, uh, invisible to their
4: targeting. So they yeah, know you, where you
6: are, but they can't hit you.
4: <laughs> yeah, because when you go silent running and you come back, then your shields will be recharging again, won't they?
6: Um, the the ordinarily the shields would would start to try and recharge. Yes. Mm. So, um, but so so my my general build for the chieftain is um, um hull reinforcement, uh, military armor, uh, three module reinforcement. Uh, the reason we've got three is that the resistance to damage stacks up with each one. With three, you've got 94% module wow. protection. Okay. And, and that works on the canopy as well. Ah, that's very useful. That, that covers the canopy as well. Um, and we have an AFMU. Now, the AFMU is primarily there to repair the module reinforcement because uh, you can repair those. As, the, as they take damage, you can repair them and get them back to full health again um, and maintain your module protection. Um, and then we also ha- I also have a uh, repair limpet and a big cargo bay to store limpets in. Uh with a- with sixty-four limpets in the in the cargo bay, I could rebuild the entire hull from from one percent uh multiple times uh if required. Um I ideally if you get the flight flying right, you don't need to do you don't need to do that, but it's reassuring having uh, a lot more health in that cargo bay that you could draw on if necessary. Um, I do have a, I do have a build for it. Uh, if I can, uh, where, where do you want to, where do you want to post this one?
2: If you just give it, so I'll put it into the show notes for people. If you, if you have a Coriolis okay. build, uh, right. and we can also post it in, ch- in Twitch chat and things as well. Obviously,
6: right. uh, I've posted that there. I'll pop it in Twitch chat as well. Uh, which is that one so that's the one I generally fly now that is a bit thinner than I would recommend uh, for beginners for beginners change the armor to military and go heavy duty and maybe change the power distributor to charge enhanced and not weapon focused um, either work just as well um, uh, I, I go weapon focused because I like because of how I like to fire the gas cannons Um we basically fire them in, in two pairs. So I have four cannons. We fire them in two pairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and we space the shots out so that the heat doesn't spike above 20% uh, when, we're, when we're attacking. If it spikes above 20%, the Thargoid will hit us. Um, if we keep it below that, it can't. So, uh, and anytime you're, you're attacking with the gas cannons, you're always covering yourself with a heat sink uh, so that that heat doesn't spike up. So and then and then you're then you're learning the the, the dance around the thyroid uh, that we call cold orbiting. Um, you're know, always trying to make it have to turn around, so you you end up kind of spiraling around its vector uh, as it always tries to turn to to get in
4: front of you because it seems it's lightning on you or something.
6: Um, it will certainly try and do that after after the first heart goes down. It will try and use the lightning attack. Mm-hmm. Um, If you get too close, that's what you'll get. Um, Essentially, what that will do is that it will hold; it will essentially freeze you in place. Um, It will stop you boosting, and it might reboot a random module. Um, So, the most annoying one for it to reboot is your thrusters, uh, which can which can leave you like dead in the water for a few seconds, uh, and it just has free shots on you. Uh, On something like Medusa, that can be very dangerous. Um I've I've had half my hold disappear in that situation before. Um you know just 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 in one go. Uh, Medusas do not forgive mistakes. No, they uh, won't. <laughs> so but, but scouts on scouts on the other hand, they are very easy, they are quite easy. They do not have much health, they do not regenerate as interceptors do. You can kill them with normal weapons. Um they have a very high resistance, but you can kill them with normal with normal weapons. Uh, the AX multi cannons do really well against them uh, because they don't have resistance to those. Yeah. Um, so so even someone who's not uh, who's not a big combat pilot would be able to deal with the scouts. Uh, I would say put three large turreted AX multi cannons on a crate on a crate mark two, and essentially you can go in there and start following the scouts around and watch them die. Um, it, is, it is just like that. Just follow them around and they'll die. Um, so I t- it, 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 lets, ev- it lets everybody have a, have a chance at that one. The, the scouts are actually quite simple to get rid of.
4: I actually had a great... That's how I got my elite ranking. Was I was an Imperial Clipper with mm. uh, AX multi-cannons and the and the Plasmas, uh, the, the Guardian Plasmas. And uh, yeah, the, they, that would just go through tons of scouts in in seconds, and that's with the old multi-cannon, so goodness knows what it'd do in mm. the new ones.
6: Yeah, I can't wait to get the gimbaled ones. If we're getting the, the enhanced gimbaled uh, AX multi-cannons, the mm-hmm. scouts are going to absolutely melt. Um, so, uh, I saw I saw a, um, a comment in chat earlier. I think it was Jensen? Where was it? Um... Scouts-only systems for us bad players, please. Um, the kind of is, because in the alert systems,
4: mm-hmm.
6: uh, there aren't any AX conflict zones, but there are signal sources where you will find scouts engaged with um, other NPC ships. Um, so you can go in and eliminate scouts. It all, the uh, it all counts. Um, there are also sources for some interceptors and authoress. Um yeah. but the uh what are the what do they call them again? They're called um uh AX weapons fire signal sources and they all tend to be scouts. Um, yes. so so those are really good for for uh you know those that don't want to take on interceptors, go for those and kill the scouts.
4: Yeah, it's uh it's it's um I must I must admit I have so I was round Astropy all the time killing scouts left right, and center, and it is good fun and it's definitely the best way that I had for getting my elite ranking um but yeah uh also if you are looking for the authoress in there you've got to look for the little salvage icon so if you hmm. see an un um, uh, an alien signal source and you see it's also got the little salvage icon uh, uh, icon next to it, that means there's an authoress in there, and mm. sometimes it calls in scouts for help we ha- I haven't seen an authoress call in any interceptors yet
6: No, I, I've only had them call scouts in um, it, it, it's, a, it's a it's a special case, the authoress because um, when we first very first saw it when, it, when it sneaked out by accident many years ago, it moved very very fast um, now, however, it moves very, very slow. So, so keeping up with it is easy. It flies in this spiral pattern when you just when you disturb it, trying to get away. And you've only got—I think—you've got less than two minutes before it will leave, and uh, you can't stop it leaving. Um, you've got two minutes, less than two minutes to kill it. Um, and in the meantime, it will call in scouts. Now, the the the, the tactic seems to be at the moment. Um, is having a big laser to try and knock the shield down as fast as you can, and then AX missile racks to kill it, uh, gotcha. because it gives an anti-guardian pulse, um, which will destroy your guardian weapons faster than you can kill it with them. <laughs> so, so it has it has some teeth under there, even if it doesn't directly attack
4: you. <laughs> Right. Well, thanks for those hints because I'm mm-hmm. quite sure that um uh there are there are people out there who want to try this kind of stuff. Uh personally having tried it myself, uh it does take practice. You're not going to, oh, yeah. I mean that that's the whole point, really. You you're, you're going to it it takes a little practice to get the hang of it, but once you've got the hang of it it is well worth it and you <laughs> you'll probably be end up taking down hydras with cobra mark threes before you know it so
6: <laughs> oh it's it's been done i mean that is super hard
4: oh uh, i know i was but, just looking uh, at the anti-xeno initiative and mm. posted that and I, I was just it took it took the commander in question over an hour to do but it was st- yeah. it was still amazing to watch yeah, that, yeah.
6: that's a, that's a typical hydra solo fight that, that's my my best time in the chieftain was an hour wow um, but um, the, the first time I killed one, it was an hour and a half. No, sorry, hour and a 40 minutes. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, not, they're, not, they're not easy to kill, are they? No, no they, these, these are the toughest things you can fight, uh, the toughest NPCs you can fight in the game. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's difficult. It, it, it can, you can make it look easy after you've practiced it a lot, uh, but it's, it's difficult. People go up against Cyclopses in, um, in their Corvette and get wrecked. Uh, get absolutely wrecked in in this uh, in the in the in the tanked out Corvette, um, and, and they come back in going, "What the hell just happened?" And um and we and we and we generally go, "We oh, well, we told you to try it in a medium ship first. <laughs> um, cor- corvettes are not very fast, and that's a weakness." Uh, yeah, especially against the basilisk. Of- Jesus Christ! Oh God, yes. Um, no, I mean, I. I they're, they're the worst nightmare of people doing evacuation and the supply missions, getting hyperdicted or, or interdicted by a basilisk, because it's fast. Um, 530 meters per second, they go. Um, so not much is going to be able to run away from it in a straight line. Um, yeah. Clipper would. Orca wood, So those are, two, uh, those are two good ones. They can basically just run straight away. Uh, but otherwise, for anything else, you build it as fast as you can, uh, with extra armor and with as strong shield as you can, um, and then hope you can last enough time to jump away. So, uh, but yeah, the basilisk is the worst nightmare. The other ones, you, uh, the other ones, I've I've not had any trouble getting away from in a python, uh, which is less than five hundred meters per second. Yeah, um, the closer you can get to five hundred, the better chance you've got. Uh but um the again the, the basilisk is the one that really um you, you know <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that's the one you don't want don't want chasing you.
4: Yeah, that um, that's that's the high prediction nightmare, that one. Oh yeah, yeah.
6: yeah. Uh, I, I I tried in the type nine and and my mistake was trying to low wake on it. Um no, it I, it, I, it I, was yeah. it was tanky enough that I, if I had immediately tried to jump to another system I would have got out but I tried to low on it to see if I could. Uh, no, you can't. Not in a Type 9. <laughs> it's not fast enough. Um, and it died, eventually.
2: So, Can I just ask a very quick question before we move on? That mm-hmm. when you're doing the AX combat, a lot of the stuff I've seen seems to be ignoring the target panel to target the heart, and just like, okay, I see that red thing there, aim my guns and shoot.
6: Uh, basically, yeah. Um, yeah. It, to, to begin with, I, I did run the Xenoscanner, scanner, um, and and you, if you can get an active scan of the interceptor, then you can sub-target the hearts. That shows you exactly where you need to aim. You basically mm-hmm. aim at the glowing bit, um, pretty much in the middle of the glowing bit. Um, but and but once you know where you have to aim, then you can do without the scanner. Um, you just aim for the middle of the glowy bit. Yeah, you just aim for the middle of the glowy bit. The, the the one that I, the one that I really do want the scan for is the Hydra because it's much harder to see the hearts and your aim point on that one. But I don't like fighting those things anyway; they're just a bullet sponge. Um, <laughs> in In a wing, they're they're better, but solo, I hate it. <laughs> um, but but essentially, yeah, you, you just learn where you need to aim on the. On the heart, you, you can actually see it when when you're moving your moving your, your gun sight across where the heart is. You'll see the the small Gauss cannon micro gimbal onto it. So you'll see what the the, the the dot for your small Gauss cannon will will jump onto where the heart is, where you've got that tiny micro gimbal that it does, um, and that's where the heart. That's where the centering point
4: is, uh, and, and you get used to where that is right well um thanks for that i'm sorry to have to cut this back we, right. we could we could we're gonna to have to ask you back for more anti zeno hints at, at, at some point oh. but uh we're gonna to have to quickly move on to the community corner because i've just seen the time oh gold right <laughs> um yes um we've the Community Corner, there hasn't been that much this week because I think everybody has been too busy blasting bugs. Uh, but one of the things that we should say is we have to say farewell to Commander Yannick. Um, he was doing the Adronoma um, expedition. Andromeda. Uh, which, that's what I said, wasn't it?
2: You said um, ad, adroma
4: something or other. Well, you know, that galaxy yeah. that will crash into us in five million years. Um, yeah, yeah they so basically he's gone to Star One, which is the closest uh, the closest star to uh Adrony- You see now you've actually put it in my head that I've got no chance of seeing it from now on. You that t- other galaxy. That other galaxy, the ones where the Daleks come from. Anyway, um I was at five billion years, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I thought it was four point nine. Sorry. <laughs> I'll let you wrap this up, Colin. I'm sorry. Will you now? Okay, we'll we'll see. (laughs) So, we'd like to thank Commander Yannick for taking all the time to do uh, these exploration uh, expeditions because there always has been fun, even since the the Distance World 2 one. And and, uh, yeah, whatever you do next, mate. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Um, yeah, I mean, I must admit, the community events calendar does seem a bit dry at the moment or a bit empty at the moment, so uh, there's not really that much to, to work on. Um, yes, the mostly clueless thing we've had from the wonderful Commander Tukharov, um, uh our our famous fuel rat. Uh, he has recommended recommendation is that when you get hyper addicted watch your fuel level because you actually lose the fuel before you jump so when you get hyper addicted um, you've got to uh, make sure you've got enough fuel for the same jump unless you're going somewhere else Uh, because basically as soon as you jump to hyperspace you have lost the fuel so, as a word from the uh, the fuel rats, is that uh, hype predictions can be quite costly on your on your fuel gauge. So please watch watch it. And uh, I don't know whether the hype, the the fuel rats have actually managed to do a rescue while under uh, Thargoid attack yet. Although no doubt we'll probably hear about it soon enough. Um, right, any other business? Well, I've got one, which is our, our dear commander, PsychoCal, um, this Friday on his, his usual Twitch stream, which is twitch.tv slash PsychoCal. Um, he'd love your company for um, uh, a Christmas top 10 hits quiz uh, on, on this Friday from 8 o'clock onwards. Uh, but, um, yes, uh, anybody got any other business? Excellent. Uh, Right. Well, in that case, we'll just quickly do the shout outs. Um, Yeah. Dex Island is taking well on break for until season two. Um, But you can still catch up with the Dex Legacy, which is available on Spotify and Audible. Uh, There's also bonus interviews there as well, uh, as long as as with the writer, Emily Inkpen. Um, If you go to and buy some bonus uh, material and merch over at the Dex Legacy dot uh, .com um any proceeds that you you they get from from that will be um uh we'll go on to making season 2 uh, our sister station hunt orbital uh, radio it broadcasts on a thursday at 8:30 so go to twitch.tv hunt orbital truckers or radio for the com, if you just want the audio. Um, for the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash elite dangerous CQC. I think there's actually a bug at the moment with. Uh, CQC, which is quite high in the issue tracker, so um, uh, let's fingers crossed that they'll, they'll be able to sort that one out soon. Um, obviously, we're giving shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts. You can still catch up with uh, Psychit and Malfluid's Flight Assist. Um, there's also the Guard Frequency, who do other space games as well, and I am not a Tony. Ah, I, I, yes. And, uh, Loose Screws, of course, are uh, our friendly hillbilly redneck radio over in the, in the States. Um, now following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest as provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. And we'd we'll just like to thank everybody who's joined Ben in the twi- uh, in the in game, which is who, Ben?
2: We've had Colzar, Siberias have been around, uh, Miggles has been about. Um, I think that's been mostly it. Were you here, um, Sab? I can't remember if you came or not.
6: Oh, I'm up in the bar.
2: Oh, okay. You're up. In- oh, you're in the bar. Okay. I'm- yeah, I- I've been I'm found in the bar. Out-
6: I'm <laughs> floating around outside. That-, that explains why I can't see you. Yeah. Uh, yeah Noddy found me in the bar. <laughs>
4: Excellent. Uh, well, also, special thanks, of course, to Commander Tokuso, Jay JN Tracks, and Alan Stroud, who have created music specially for this show. So, uh, I'd just like to say thanks to Ben.
2: Thank you, Colin.
4: I'd say thanks to Alec. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, thank you to Brother Sabathicus. <laughs> well, <laughs> See how many times pleasure. I've gone and massacred this name now. <laughs> Sabbathic kiss. what the that's hell there's been so many <laughs> there, are some, there are people passed out from drinking too much oh
2: and there result. is a reason i suggested sab at the beginning of the show
4: oh come on you know the reason people want me to get things wrong so they've got an excuse to drink oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's
1: a good idea yeah winter meat's going for it yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> winter, winter mute can't type right now. He <laughs> said that.
4: Bad? Oh, God. <laughs> so that is too. Yeah, this is costing me too much to drink. Yes. Right. Um, so that's it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com. Here's a facebook.com slash lave radio. Tweet us at lave radio. Or you can even join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash lave radio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come to hang out and chat. And you can find that. Uh, teamspeak.laveradio.com Now do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Um, live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks again. Yes, yeah, Thanks to, to those three and of course we have to say special thanks to today's tech specialist, the legend that is Commander Ventura, He's, He's still needs- busy playing Warcraft. He's still busy playing Thank Warcraft. You. He's forgotten to press the Thank button you. for the mic again. We'll <laughs> <Still laughs> no, that out no, in the edit. I haven't. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, just fly dangerous.
3: Certain,
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Need a safe word.
3: Space be <laughs>
4: I'm gonna see the galaxy.
2: I'll be right
7: back. Galnet News Digest, 13th of December 3308. We read the news, so you don't have to. In this week's news, we look at how dramatically the galaxy has changed in just two weeks, and consider the future.
8: On the 29th of December, the first of the eight rogue signal sources, or stargoids, slammed into orbit around an ammonia world in Hyades Sector FB-N B7-6, and we had some idea at last of what these mysterious moving lights might be. Four more stargoids have arrived, two on the 1st of December, and two more on the 8th. It seems likely that the final three will all arrive on the 15th of December.
7: While the precise nature of the Stargoids remains obscured by a malevolent gassy cloud, it seems almost certain that these Maelstroms, as they are now known, contained Thargoid motherships or Hive ships, which are acting as command bases for the invasion of surrounding systems. Almost instantly upon their arrival, Thargoids working for these Maelstroms seized some of the systems near to the Maelstrom attacked others, and started scouting out yet more. Future expansion by the aliens will take longer. It seems it takes several weeks for new systems to be confirmed as invasion targets, and then several weeks for the invasion to gradually wipe out human starports and planetary bases, after which, if the Thargoids have not been repelled, the system falls under full Thargoid control
8: the Thargoids will, unless we confront them, slowly and methodically take over the human inhabited systems. We have a mechanism to fight back, and we now know that if we disrupt the work of the Orthrus in Thargoid alert systems, and if we fight Thargoids, bring in essential supplies and evacuate refugees in Thargoid invasion systems, we can repel the aliens. They need to win every week to advance in a system, we just need to win one week to drive them out. The first system to have a Thargoid invasion repelled, HIP 23716, is anticipated to be returned to human control and a period of post-Thargoid recovery on Thursday. And the first system where a Thargoid alert has been repelled seems very likely to be HIP 20485. These will be the first two systems of the fight back against the Thargoids. According to
7: Jin Ai, the one-time Test Subject D2 of Salvation and Azimuth Biochemicals, the Thargoids have come here as a direct consequence of the firing of the Proteus Wave back in August, and they have come with a specific objective in mind. What that objective might be is not yet known, but former Aegis Director of Research Professor Albert Ezro, together with engineers Ram Tarr and Professor Palin are undertaking research and may well need assistance. They are also researching the unclassified relics that are created by feeding guardian relics to the Thargoid devices found inside many Thargoid structures. These relics may be a pointer to the newfound power of the Thargoids. It is likely that work will also be undertaken to investigate the Maelstroms themselves. Are they now fixtures in the bubble? Or, if we can navigate through the caustic clouds and the shutdown fields, will we eventually be able to attack the Thargoid Hive
8: ships? Will we be able to drive them away? At a more tactical level, engineers Liz Ryder and Zachariah Nemo have plans for at least four enhanced anti-Zeno weapons, a mixture of turreted and fixed multi-cannon and missile racks. The first, the enhanced turreted AX multi-cannon, is already available at all rescue ships, and it seems likely that two more, the fixed AX multi-cannon and the turreted AX missile rack, will go on sale by the end of the week. These provide a good basis for all commanders to get involved in the fight, although Ramtar's Guardian hybrid technology weapons, which are available to be unlocked at Guardian tech brokers, are considered to be preferable in many circumstances.
7: Can humanity learn to fight together as one against a common enemy? Concentrating efforts on just one or two systems per week has shown dividends this week, but how about the superpowers? All have made some limited effort to defend attacked systems, but it's hardly been a major factor in the progress of the
8: war. With the Empire in particular only willing to assist Imperial systems, it may be telling that the Citizen's Chronicle has today published an editorial calling for the Empire to provide better support for independent systems. The Marlinist systems, for example, may well be at risk from Thargoid attack later in the week. There is little sign that Aegis is being reformed, and Azimuth biotech, while providing an extremely capable size 2 pre-engineered shard cannon, has been largely discredited. The future of the human-inhabited bubble may, once again, come down to the ability of independent pilots to organise themselves to work together against Thargoid expansion. Until we can better understand what the Thargoids are trying to achieve. And that's this week's Galnet News.
7: Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to.
4: team on Dex Island take a well-earned break before their Series 2 return, there's plenty of material to fill the void. Point your auto-assistant to your favourite podcast app, including Spotify and Audible, and search The Dex Legacy. There you'll find bonus edition interviews with cast members
7: and with the writer Emily Inkpen. There's also plenty of bonus materials and merch at www.thedexlegacy.com. All proceeds go towards the making of Season 2.